Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And celebrating life is just what this show is all about, because one of the best ways to do that is to explore and express our gift of creativity. Actually, each of us has something unique to share, but sometimes self-doubt, emotional traps, or creative blocks will get in the way. And that That's where our guest today comes in. Martha Alderson has been exploring and writing about creativity for 30 years. She's worked with a number of best-selling authors to help them generate compelling plot lines, access their inner inspiration, and avoid pitfalls that often plague creative people. She's the author of numerous books on writing and creativity, including the ever-popular Plot Whisperer series. But Martha is joining us today to share all about her latest book. It is a fabulous read, let me tell you. It's called Boundless Creativity, and I am thrilled to get to speak with the author. So welcome, Martha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about Boundless Creativity and creativity at large. Well, and boy, do you talk about, you write about it in a fabulous way. But I thought as a way to kind of start out so that our listeners have an idea, a little bit of your own maybe personal and professional background, and what did that all combine to have you write this wonderful book, Boundless Creativity? Well, I have been working for years as um, the I've been given the term the plot whisperer because I've done plot consultations with writers, you know, of novels, memoirs, screenplays for years. And um, because everybody who writes ultimately needs a plot. And for lots of writers, that's, you know, it's it's not easy to grasp always. And um, so in my work with writers, especially, you know, when I started out, um, I just became heartbroken by how many really talented, I thought oftentimes brilliant writers would want to give up because they just doubted themselves or they didn't believe, you know, that anybody would be interested in what they had to say or write or, you know, the self-talk that I would hear some people saying was just devastating because, you know, we wouldn't say the mean things that we say about ourselves to ourselves, probably to anybody else. But, um, you know, some people really have a tendency to doubt themselves and beat themselves up for not being what they think is good enough or worthy enough or whatever. And um, so having gone through the same sort of self-doubt myself and worked through it, and also because of what I know about um, what I came up with, I call the universal story, I, I just felt compelled to write this workbook because I knew it could help people dive deep into themselves. You know, I call it their spirit, that non-physical part of ourselves that sort of is that thing that, you know, energizes us um, to really try to you know, determine what it is that we are saying to ourselves and how we do sabotage ourselves and, you know, maybe a little bit about where that came from, but more importantly, how to embrace that, but then also to try to rewire our brain, so to speak, in more positive ways, affirming ways, empowering ways, because, 
I truly believe that we all have something so valuable to share, and the world needs us now more than ever. We need innovation and new ideas, and, you know, creativity is at the core of everything. And so if I can help empower anyone to fearlessly share their gifts, because we all have them, then, you know, I feel like I've, I've done my work. Well, after reading this book, Martha, as one of your fans, I, I think you've done your work because I, I want to get in in more depth to the universal story, but I want to start out a little bit also with that link that you have found. I mean, I, I think other people may agree with you, but between creativity and spirituality because uh, I think that higher purpose, as you said, the world needs it so badly now. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your own thoughts and, and how you define spirituality and how you find, see that connection. So I believe that we all have a spirit and that that is that non-human part of us that um, invigorates us and is the part that is connected to everything else in the world so that we're all sort of one and created, um, I mean, connected through this energetic force. And if we can tap into that part of ourselves, you know, that's where our intuition lies. That's where inspiration comes from. That's where our creativity is waiting to burst forth. But so oftentimes our spirit is just smothered under, you know, all the expectations that others have put on us of who we should be, how we should act, you know, um, the doubts that other people have imposed on us of, oh, why, you know, do that. You're never going to make any money. You're never going to be successful or, you know, whatever. And then we start to burden ourselves with our own messaging. And so our spirit is waiting there <laughs> to energize us and to be a force to support us going forward because, if anything is going to manifest, you know, on earth, it has to come through us. So if there is some, um, you know, inspiration or some idea or some new innovation um, that is longing to come forward, it needs a, a willing partner, and that partner is us. And so if we can learn to listen and um, be guided by that, we really have some powerful allies to, you know, within ourselves to be able to go the distance and create miracles, I think. Well, and in the book you write about that, I thought it was so interesting because one of the ones I really related to, I also have a blog uh, in addition to this, uh, and so I'll be writing these posts or whatever, and I, th and I can't think of how I want to frame this or whatever, and all of a sudden something pops in my head, and like you say, it's inspiration. It comes out of nowhere. And also, I just remember an interview Paul McCartney uh, talked about. Some he dreamt some of the tunes uh, for his songs. I mean, it's just it's just amazing how that all seems to come together for us. But we also have something that I will add, uh, confess to as well, and that is self sabotage. So even if we are so, you know, anxious to express ourselves, we realize it's a higher calling, why do we sabotage ourselves? 
Well, I think for two reasons. I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's the fear of failure. They don't want to embarrass themselves in front of, you know, their families or friends or whatever. And so it's easier not to start because then, you know, how can you fail if you don't start? Although I believe that in not starting is the only failure there is. Um, and then for a lot of people, it's the, the fear of success. It's the fear of what will be expected of me, um, you know, if I do well with my, you know, blog, say, and all kinds of people start coming forward. And, you know, it's amazing to hear how many people are thinking so far in the future. And I just try to encourage them, you know, you can deal with that later. Let's just get some blog posts up on your blog first before you start to worry about that end result. So I think that it's, you know, coming from a place of self-doubt. It's, and I think that's the human condition almost for so much, so many of us is that um, we just don't believe we're good enough, we're worthy enough, we're smart enough. Um, and that is imposed on us. You know, we're not born that way. It's sort of learned belief patterns. Um, or we're taught, you know, women don't do that, or men don't cry, or, you know, you can't do that because you're not this or that. And we take on those beliefs as our own. And what I really hope with the workbook and the exercises is that it allows you to go deeply into yourself so that you can find what your unique truths are, not the truths that you were taught, but, but the truth that you came here to embody and that when you dive deep enough and you peel back all these layers, you start to realize, wow, you know, I don't really believe that. This is what I was taught in school or by my parents or in church or whatever, but I don't believe that to be true. This is what I believe my truth is. And if we can stand in that truth courageously and fearlessly, you know, we can change the world. Oh my gosh, you got me this truth chills up the back of my neck, Martha. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it's the story. That, well, you also, though, I mean, talking about obstacles, challenges, setbacks, you also say that there is a purpose to those too. Yeah. So um, I do outline in the workbook and, and other books that I've uh, written about the universal story. And so. In the middle part of the universal story is where generally we start to meet a lot of obstacles and challenges and reversals and setbacks. And they're there, they're there to not to stop you forever and turn you into a tailspin and, you know, bring up all this self-doubt, but they're there to caution you or to alert you to the fact of, you know, you need more information. Um, if you're writing a story with a plot, say, when you come to the middle, it may be that you need more, um, you need to do a little bit more research on dialogue or on plot or on character development. Or if you're painting a, a picture, you may need to learn a little bit more about shadowing or about perspective or, you know, whatever that happens to be so that these obstacles are there to allow you to learn the skills and the abilities and the belief patterns that you're going to need in order to prevail at the triumph, which is the very end of 
you know, the cycle that you'll be on when you're doing a, um, any kind of a creative task. And so if we can see those, you know, those moments of doubt or um, setbacks as a gift and to be able to slow down and really take time to figure out, okay, what's going on here? Why am I um, being, you know, hesitant at this point? And spend time there because it's the journey that matters. You know, everybody's heard that a million times. And it's what you learn about yourself when you're in the creative process that is even more important than the end result. Well, and we have, I mean, I I agree with those. And I am thinking back on times of my own life. That's so true. And I have to tell you, I know you developed the template for the universal story. But universal, it is. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) And one of the things in the book is a very, you know, uniquely simple or uniquely elegantly simple uh, but there's a whole lot to it. So it's hard to describe, I think, verbally, but can you tell us a little bit about the universal story? Sure. It came out of the work I did with PLOT, and um, the basis of it is, you know, par- runs parallel to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. But I see it as more, you know, as more broadly than that, that rather than just the human element of the hero's journey, I see it as this interconnection to the whole web of life so that it it correlates to the moon cycles, to the seasons of the year, to nature, to, you know, all kinds of patterns fit this universal story pattern. And if we are aware of that pattern and can identify where we are at, at this current moment, in the universal story as we're approaching our goals or we're, you know, living our lives or whatever, it can make a lot more sense about why we're feeling the way we're feeling or why we're being um, hit with certain, you know, points in our lives that if you can see it on this universal story and understand, oh, it's not just me. I'm not the failure here, but this is universal. This is part of the pattern. This is part of what, I, I and everyone else is moving through in order to reach success. And I just think it's comforting for people to understand that. Absolutely, and it, it, and you use it, the chapters in the book. I thought the way that you've aligned them to various pieces or parts or aspects of the universal story, uh, it made a whole lot of sense. So I, I thought it was one of the parts of the book that that really spoke to me. Um, uh, and as someone who has claimed not to be particularly creative my whole life, I would really like to ask you this. I know there's a lot. I'm changing that though. Thank you to you, Martha, and this book. <laughs> But there are some real benefits to uh, defining yourself as a creative and and living what you term a creative life. So what are some of those that you'd like to share? Well, and I find it fascinating that you would say that about yourself, Eileen, because obviously for having put together this show, even your introduction to the show is so creative. I mean, to be able to, you know, empower baby boomers and, um, and have the the mantra, the sensibility that you are sharing um, with the world and then your blog and the things you write about in your blog, you are so creative 
So again, I think part of this is our perception. It's what we say about ourselves. And a lot of times it's based on past behavior, you know, past learning. So, um, but anyway, yes, I just believe that if you can be in the moment of creativity and lose yourself in it and let your ego go, don't worry about success or failure or what it looks like to anyone else, but just surrender to the creative moment and become a conduit to the muse or your spirit or whatever you want to call it and be open to the guidance or the words or the inspiration that is going to miraculously appear. You get lost in the moment. All the stress of, you know, today's world and the pandemic and all the civil unrest and all of the, you know, um, scary things that we're all facing that is just giving us nightmares at night, all of that disappears because you're in the moment of creativity and you are living in the power of now, as, you know, we've heard um, is so powerful. And, um, and that in itself is, is worth so much because I think it keeps us young, it keeps us vital, it keeps us energized and excited about the next time we can sit down and, you know, work on some jewelry or some mosaics or, you know, a painting or working in the garden where, you know, we think five minutes has passed and we look at the clock and it's been three hours. You know, it's just, yeah. that, it's, it's just a, wonderful, um, a wonderful way to live your life. And I think you get so many benefits out of it. And the more you show up for yourself and your creativity, I think the more um, inspiration starts to come to you because you're showing yourself as a worthy um, receptor to the creative process. And so like you, when you said, you know, all of a sudden uh, an idea will pop into your mind that is the exact right word or idea for your blog, is that will happen more and more and more as you show up, believe in yourself, and allow the creative process to take place in your life. Oh, Martha, my goodness. <laughs> I knew I was looking forward to this interview, but, wow, you have exceeded my all of my creative dreams. <laughs> Before we have to go, though, uh, you do have a wonderful website, uh, and so where can our listeners go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, look at, you know, you've got a variety of books out there, but my favorite is Boundless Creativity. Thank you. You're so nice. Um, yeah, so my uh, website is MarthaAlderson.com, and I'm on all social media, and you can find those, you know, links on my website. I have a YouTube channel where I have lots of videos. I haven't done any recently, but um, I'm hoping to do some that are tied to the workbook. I'd like to actually do a series to support people through the process of the workbook. Um, and I'm, um, yeah, and you can contact me anytime. I, you know, there's a contact form on my, um, website and I love questions and I love to support people and, um, and all my books are on Amazon or, you know, any kind of bookseller. So I'm there for people. All my, my passion is to, um, support people in the creative process and to support people in believing in themselves. Wow. Well, <laughs> you have done that for me today. I really enjoyed this. So thank you, Martha, so much. 
Well, thank you for having me. Well, and also, I mean, thank you also not only for your time, but these wonderful techniques that you're sharing with us and insights into creativity and spirituality. And, boy, I, I agree. With the times that I find myself lost in creativity or the flow or whatever, there nothing beats it. So I am sure my listeners, like uh, like me, learned a lot, and I really in, I encourage each one of you out there, please check out Martha's website, Martha Alderson, and that's uh, Martha, A-L-D-E-R-S-O-N dot com. Her wonderful books, uh, again, my favorite, Boundless Creativity. They're all going to give you a wealth of information, exercises, and techniques that will help you tap into that part of yourself that you alone have to share. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty and creative a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.